Joining us now in our studios is uh, Northfield Mayor Rhonda Powdell. Good morning. Good morning, Mayor. Jeff. And you also brought with you uh, Brenda Engelstead, who is mm-hmm. the city's finance director. Did I get that title right? I should have looked it up. You did. All right, Brenda, <laughs> thank you for being in again. It's been a while since we've talked to you, but mm-hmm. now's kind of an appropriate time um, as the uh, council is you know, setting budgets and doing things like that. You're yeah. getting audits. I guess really there's like no inappropriate time because you're doing all that stuff pretty much all the time. That's that's, that's kind of uh, what the uh, city finance director does, isn't it? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I I would just say, Jeff, I mean, the, the financial health of the city is really important. And it's really not something that we talk about often, but it's something that we should celebrate because we have we are a strong strong or financially healthy. And there are two key checkpoints uh, that the council gets on that to just, uh, how are we doing, right? It's just like a a well-child checkup. Boy, should I say that? Anybody (laughs) out there? Our doctors out there? So our audit uh, comes in the summer and it's completed. And that is one of those checkpoints that really helps us to know and understand how are we doing? Are things in order? Are there anything that we should be doing differently? financial policies, fund balances, all of that, we get to see uh, that from an auditor's perspective. And then we also have uh, Standard & Poor's. Uh, we do, it's a, oh gosh, Standard & Poor's is a nationally recognized rating agency. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, where they really come in and when they're they're doing uh, that checkpoint on what what is our rating, what is our bond rating that we get, and they compare and look at several different factors in there. And that also has really been, I I don't know, I think it's kind of fun to read because it really highlights what are your strengths and what are your uh, possible weaknesses. And we are financially healthy as a city and in a really good position. And it's not something that we talk about very often, which is why I wanted to have Brenda in here. Let's talk, uh, let's start off with the audit, Brenda. Um, Nobody likes to get audited, but that's a, you get audited every single year on this. Uh, that's is that is there a lot of time and, and prep in that, or is that kind of the last of the things that uh, are just naturally take care of itself? Right. Well, it's built into our process, so it is something we do every year, and you really the first six months of the year that's what we're working on. Right. You're wrapping up the year end, making sure. Um, everything is presented the way we want it to. The auditors come in and they're looking at everything, as as the mayor mentioned, from you know our fund balances to our variances to budget. Actual, we just completed in June. The um, ABDO, our auditors, um, presented the 22 audit to the council, and um, it really is an independent financial review that we do every year. We received a clean audit. Um, we also, one year looking back, we received the GFOA Award for Financial Reporting Excellence, and we've submitted our 22 audit again for that. We've received that award for more than 10 years running, again, showing um, strong performance by the city. Um, and then kind of with that, that kicks off the budgeting process and then also where we are in bonding, and that's where we go to Standard & Poor's again to get a new um, update our credit rating. Um, so the last one we had was a year ago. We'll be doing another in September um, with the bond issue. So they, again, look at, as the mayor mentioned, um, the factors that rate our health. And why is this important? Because it really affects the interest rate we pay on these bonds that we issue every year. And if they view us as financially healthy, we'll receive a lower interest rate um, compared to you know 
peer cities, and then that means we pay lower interest rate costs, which reduces overall cost to the city. Um, some of the things they look at, um, it, you know, the one that's maybe a little bit beyond our control is the economic environment of the city. They really view um, two colleges in town, our location to other metropolitan areas as really stabilizing factors. They see, they've seen historical market growth in our um, valuations and growth, so they like that. Um, they also look at our financial performance, and some of that would be the audit, you know, every year that we're getting um, a strong audit. And, um, and then looking at fund balance um, policy, do we have enough um, cash to, to hold us through um, the year? And one thing we have to recognize there, too, is in one of the financial policies that we mentioned is where we want to keep that fund balance. And we have to remember as a city, um, taxes and our LGA numbers come in twice a year. So we don't receive it evenly every month. It comes in kind of, you know, June, July, and then December. So you receive these larger chunks of money, and then you spend it down, and then you receive another chunk six months later. So the audit and the credit rating both look at at that factor and view that as a positivity. Uh, our bond rating, let's uh, go further into that. What is our bond rating? Is it a, double A, triple A? How are we rated? Yeah, the city is a double A. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And that's really, as what we're told, is as good as it can get for a city our size. Mm -hmm. You know, larger cities, the triple A is as good as it gets, but double A um, is really viewed very positively in the market. Mm -hmm. All right. And that's, uh, so in, when you're comparing our cities, are you comparing them, uh, we've got, let's say, 20,000 people, are they... You know, metro area cities here, are they rural cities? Are they Minnesota cities that we compare to cities from out of state? What is our, you know, comparable city? Uh, what are the parameters, I guess, for that? Well, during the, yeah, and as part of the audit, the auditors do look at, they have a couple different peer groups for us. Um, and they have what they have called as class two and class three cities. And one is a population up to 20,000, maybe it's 10 to 20,000. And then it's 20,000 to 100,000. Well, we're right on that cusp. So they compare us to both. Um, and then they also compare us to Rice County cities. And then internally, we also have a peer group of cities that we've worked with them to look at. So it may be cities that are of comparable size and age and similar other demographics that we say we can compare hmm. to. All right. You mentioned local government aid. Um, LGA is, is called for short. Let's... Uh, Let's say maybe Rhonda, you can could jump in if you uh, mm -hmm. if you know some of the answers to this. But uh, what is that? Why do some cities get it and some not? Is it good to have it? It seems like it's always good to have money, but some mm -hmm. uh, some cities uh, either don't qualify or, or don't have it. Mm -hmm. uh, can you help us walk our listeners through what that is? And so Brenda, just correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a really big deal for cities all across the state, and really, I think it. It dates back to maybe the 19, oh gosh, I want to say 1970s, but geez, okay, right. yep, 1970s with what they called maybe the Minnesota Miracle. It was a, it's a revenue sharing, right, where the state collects taxes, and then they give them back to cities based on a formula. And uh, it's been, like I said, been in place for a really long time. It's something that's kind of ebbed and flowed on 
whether or not they've kept up with inflation. That is certainly something that we've been looking at over the years. And it's a significant portion of the city budget that we really count on for our state to be able to give back to us. There are cities out there that because of the makeup of their city, they don't receive any local government aid. But we do have neighboring cities around us that receive quite a bit more than Norfield, but it's it's all formula-based. And uh, so I would just, it's really what, interesting. What Make is, sure that it um, is providing all your normal services. What, what Fire, are, police. When you look at the uh, uh, formula that they use, what are the components of that formula? Does anybody know? Do you, any of you have that? Well, and we know in this legislative session, they did just recently update the formula, and I don't have mm-hmm. the details on that. But part of it is um, the age of your population, whether your pop- population is increasing or decreasing, um, the share of your tax base that's commercial and industrial versus residential, and then the percent of your housing stock that was built before 1940. And I think that's supposed to drive your infrastructure needs, right? If you have older housing stock, you've probably got older roads and you've got other older things that maybe will be a little more expensive to maintain. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, Brenda Engelstead is with us, City's Finance Director. She's joined, of course, by uh, Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell. We're talking city finances. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rhonda, you had something to add to that? Yeah, so can we just get into that a little bit more? So that, yeah. So this year we'll be receiving about $3.8 million in local government aid. And I'm not sure, I think Brenda was checking into, just for a comparison for folks, these are really big numbers and something that we really depend on to maintain uh, our budget. Because if we were to look at a levy increase to cover that, it's say if the state didn't keep their word and provide that to the cities, it would be significant levy increase. So really, really important to cities that receive this funding. And I believe Fairbell received some over six million, so it's nearly twice what the city mm-hmm. of Norfield receives, and so it's really um, it's an important component. And when I first came on the council in two thousand eight, one of the first things that we had to address was local government aid not being. Uh, they didn't keep their end of the bargain. Yeah, the, the uh, recession, I remember that. Yeah. That, uh, so now that you're talking 20 to 25% of the budget, roughly, of the uh It's significant. General, okay, all yeah. right. Um, another question. We're in that budget process uh, right now. Of course, all of the department heads uh, and the city administrator all get together for that budget. But your role as the finance director, uh, what is your role within that process? Right. So as the finance director, I really pull all that information together. So we're relying on the department heads that know their departments the best um, to develop their own internal budgets. Um, As far as expenses, we are working with the HR team as well on HR because the personnel is the largest expense to the city um, on an operating basis. So you've got, you know, the police, the um, street crews and all those things. So we are building those. a little bit easier this year because all the con- union contracts were settled, so we know exactly what increases we're looking at for next year. Um, so that part's built in, but we're really pulling all the numbers and reviewing and discussing with the other department heads and their teams their needs, um, how that pulls together, and then we can present to the council to show them um, what the total roll-up revenue expenses look like and do we need a levy increase based on um, the expenses as they're presented. 
It sounds like a lot. <laughs> it sounds like you keep busy. A lot of moving pieces. And yes. and uh, as far as that, you, you have to, I mean, the council is working on that budget right now. So is your part of that? I'm sure it'll never be done. It's mm-hmm. part of the ongoing job. But uh, that part of it, is that kind of completed for now? Or do you, do you keep on uh, tweaking it as they uh, uh, discuss it? Right. Well, we'll tweak it. We will set the preliminary levy in September. And that then sets the maximum amount that we have to work with and we'll fine tune it. But throughout the fall, we continue to get better numbers. If we know, um, for instance, you know, medical premium increases, if we know what those are and when we know that, we can update those numbers. Um, if there's other, if there's a contract that's agreed that was maybe estimated, we'll update things throughout the fall mm-hmm. um, before we do the final levy. All right. Anything to add to that, Mayor? No, it's just a really, it's a long process, um, and it's a really in-depth look at the budget before we get to September, and I think our staff have really been working hard on that, and the council is receiving more and more information as we uh, move through here, through the end of the year. It's There are annual things, right, that the council, once you're in it, you start to see there's a really cyclical nature uh, to the things that the city government is working on. And I just really appreciate all of our staff out there that are rolling up their sleeves and giving us good quality information so we can then give good policy direction. Um, so, thanks. All right. I don't have any more questions. Do either one of you have something to add to that? The, the only thing that I would say to you, Jeff, is that one of the things that we look at in terms of uh, – comparable cities we have some key performance indicators right that we talked about the annual audit um where they really look at our tax rate and compare and contrast between larger cities and smaller cities and so our taxes per capita are in line and slightly lower than our peers our long-term debt per capita is lower than our peers which is also a really important factor that we're keeping our city well maintained updating our infrastructure within the city on a regular basis because that also um, is really important to your long-term financial health right, that you're not shifting that burden onto future generations, which would create a really major financial impact uh, for the community. So doing our due diligence with that is really important. Our debt service expenditures uh, as a percentage of our current expenditures is slightly higher than our peers, but we're taking care of infrastructure, and that's a really important component to being a Having your fiduciary responsibility really as a city council member is important. And taking care of the the infrastructure in the city is one of those key components. It's not something that we talk about when we bring in and we're talking about our wastewater treatment plant that we're updating on a regular basis to ensure that it's in good quality working order. But if we delayed those updates or if we delayed road construction projects or Um, delayed uh, uh, facilities that really needed to be updated that is that's not good for our community and so some of those they have cost impacts to our our community members to our businesses and uh, having the courage to fund those infrastructure updates is really really important and it's one of the um, I would say it's the more sensitive and uh, garners the most attention on 
what our levies are and what we're spending money on, but there is definitely a major cost impact if we were not to do those regular impacts. So those long-range planning documents, our capital improvement plan, all of those documents are really, really important to our community in ensuring that we maintain our financial health long into the future and don't see major spikes in our levies or uh, anything like that for our community members. All so, right. Thanks, Thank you Jeff. for coming in. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again uh, next week during Defeat of Jesse James Days. All right. All right. Great. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you. Brenda Engelstad, the uh, city's finance director, along with Northfield Mayor Rhonda Powdell. 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN, Northfield, Minnesota.